The cup is back, baby. Welcome in to the Sons of Saturday. It is Sunday, October. No, it is not October. December 13th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, beat, we, beat, we beat Virginia yesterday. Welcome to the Sons of Saturday. My name is Pat Finn. I'm healing out of New Jersey. We got Billy Ray Mitchell. He's also in New Jersey. We got Grayson Wimbish out there. Are we just going to scoot? Are we just going to swap over? Are we just going to just skim over the sun, sunset and uh, garden, the Garden State today? An unbelievable. It looks like the sky was on fire. For all of you uh, Virginia folks, we had the bagel debate yesterday. New Jersey wins that. And I think New Jersey won the sunset today. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all the listeners are like, Billy, who asked? Um, so, <laughs> so uh, we're going to start things off here, as we always do, with a hokey haiku brought to you by the Main Street Pharmacy. We're going to read the haiku fast today because I was receiving a little bit of a uh, little bit of critique on the timeline and the group messages about how how long I read the hokey haiku. We'll be fast today. Main Street Pharmacy in Blacksburg, Virginia. Doctor Jeremy counts. You roll in there. He says, hey, man, how you guys doing? I'm going to treat you like a neighbor, not a number, because I'm Dr. Jeremy, and I love Blacksburg. I love the Hokies. I love all who inhabit this area and all who are associated with Virginia Tech. You go in there. You get your prescriptions. He's giving out free prescriptions this week. Check it out on their face. All right, all right, all right. Not free prescriptions. He is fulfilling your prescriptions for free. He is fulfilling your prescriptions for free. Sons of sons of words that are important. <laughs> all right, they're going to get on me for messing up the ad two weeks in a row. So uh, <laughs> that being said, you guys need to head on down to the Main Street Farm. They will treat you like a neighbor. They got you down there. And they got Sons of Saturday stuff for sale. We saw Al Jones was in there last week. He got a nice flag. That's Boy. awesome. Flags, T-shirts, head on down, see my guy Jeremy, and say what's up. And his friendly staff, too. Here we go. Travis Dye submits this week's Hokie Haiku. The virus can't stop our boys from taking back cup. Careful when sipping. Very good, good Travis. Hit. Good hit. Good, good hit. hit. It's a good good hit. speed. Good, good cadence there, Pat. That was there a nice go. cadence. I enjoyed the cadence. There we go. There nice we rhythm. Go. So... So we win the Commonwealth Cup back. We had it for 15 years. We lost it for, you know, 370, I think it was 79 days. But alas, it is back. And it is back home. And uh, what a day. We, we, we did a little preview last week. None of us were feeling hot about the game. I mean, after Pittsburgh, I remember being really down on how this game was going to go. Billy Ray, Billy Ray was very much on the other side. He was very optimistic. Grayson, we know how Grayson is. He's always nervous. <laughs> always nervous about that game. But always. go check out our game preview. We did get to sit down uh, with Chris Long and Dwight Vick and Davon Morgan and uh, three separate interviews that, that got to really break down the rivalry, which was a ton of fun. Can I ask a question for yeah. all you guys? I think yesterday I was I was the most confident that I was, though, when I woke up. Like, when I woke up on Saturday, I was like, I'm going to wake up. We're going to beat Virginia at 8 o'clock. I'm going to do some other stuff, maybe do some laundry, clean the room. Jackson comes home later today. I was really confident as I went through my day yesterday. Was anybody else felt that way yesterday? I started to actually feel that a little bit, too. Like. <laughs> And it's funny how it works. You know, the second you start having a couple of beverages of the adult variety, how things kind of change. You go from pessimistic gray to, you know what? I think we're going to kick their ass tonight. Uh, so it was right, right around like 
four o'clock hour to kick off. All I could think is, I don't know. 2020 has been a weird year, but I think 2020 is going to give me this one tonight because Lord knows how much I need that. And, uh, and we, and we got it. We got the dub, uh, which guys, we talk about this all the time. We, we talk about this all the time. Are you guys just not in the best mood right now? I'm elated. Like, I'm a, I am on cloud nine. It's going to be a phenomenal week. I get to fly, <laughs> I, I, it's going to be so great. Like I get to fly home on Friday, see my family per, you know, per COVID test. Got to, got to pass that first, hopefully. But, oh my gosh, I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy right now. What are the vibes in the Finn house, Pat? How did we feel yesterday uh, leading up to kickoff? Yeah, you know, the whole week was kind of like, uh, yeah, we have to play again on Saturday. Saturday comes and you're just like, you know what? It's throw out the records, man. Throw out everything that's happened up to this point. It's a rivalry game. We've seen it, you know, the last 16 years. It's it's been uh it's been back and forth. Uh not not the cup, but uh, you know, just <laughs> you gotta show up on Saturday for UVA. They could be ranked number one or they could be, you know, 0 and eleven. You know it's a rivalry game, so you don't know what's going to happen. But I definitely felt, you know, most confident on game day as well. Speaking of confidence, I am very confident in that Virginia Tech's win yesterday, 33-15. to 15. Very confident in this game being a Virginia Tech scoregami. Actually, it was confirmed by Damian Salas uh, earlier today that this was a scoregami for Virginia Tech, uh, a unique score. I thought it was pretty, pretty wild. 33 to 15. You rarely, rarely get 15 and you rarely get 33, but there we are there. Um, Bill, kick us over to the likes and dislikes. We're going to break down the game here before we get into letters in the lunch pail. And then we got, uh, you know, the zoomed out, uh, you know, where do we go from here discussion as well. But first let's talk about this game. Likes and dislikes. First of all, shout out to Mike Santa Maria. He guessed 33-17 as his score prediction in the ball down more, the field down more group chat. So very, very close. Should have posted it in our uh, comments and may have won some free stuff. But alas, can't win them all. This next segment is brought to you by The Hub in Blacksburg. And I mean, I can't I can't say it enough. I get up here every week and I look at it. I look at their social media. It's fantastic. I look at how it's going to come out. It's fantastic. Something floating around on the internet this past week of like this indoor weird apartment where they have like these balconies indoors. Can you imagine living in some nightmare like that? Well, if you don't want to have a living nightmare situation, head on down to the hub in Blacksburg. Instead of having indoor balconies, you'll have outdoor jacuzzis. You'll have a beautiful place to study. You'll have a beautiful place to unwind. It's a community. They love you. They care about you. They do giveaways all the time. Uh, have a cool little golf cart action, cool little golf cart carting around. Um, but yeah, check out the Hub in Blacksburg. Absolutely next level. Uh, and we will keep you in the loop with all of the new deals and everything else coming around. But secure your spot. They're going fast. Let's talk about what we liked on offense. Why don't you kick us off, Pat? What did we absolutely love out of the offense? Bill, it's a long list, man. So, uh, so strap in. Uh, first of all, big plays. Saw some big plays. Two of them went for touchdowns. Herbert. 76 yards Robinson 60 yards both these plays were uh you know our our last two drives before the half so that was fantastic to see that a balanced attack 212 rushing or 212 passing yards from 
Braxton Burmeister, 252 rushing yards overall netted by uh, the team. Love to have a, ba- a balanced attack. Protecting the football, no turnovers from the offense. We did have a little turnover earlier in the game, special teams. We'll talk about that later. But after a discouraging fumble fest last week, uh, we protected the football. Huge. We also protected the quarterback, Braxton Burmeister. How many times was he sacked? Did you know? Zero. Zero. Zero times. Pass pro. Very good. Braxton, eluding defensive ends all night. Very good. He's good at uh, running to his right. And then some numbers. Herbert, 20 carries, 162 rushing yards. That's 76-yarder we talked about. Jalen Holston, my guy, Jalen Holston, had another great day on the ground. Just a, a great short yardage back. 14 carries for 58 yards. Uh, Burmeister through the air was 15 of 22 for 212 and a touchdown. Had that long of 60 to sweet feet Tay uh, in the second quarter with 37 more on the ground. And then just guys just did their job. The offensive line did their job. Robinson did his job. James Mitchell did his job. Had an awesome catch uh, and a one-handed catch too. Uh, Trey Turner. Got his third touchdown in as many years against the Virginia Cavaliers. And I know there's there's few guys on our roster who uh, who are not fond of the other guys as much as Trey Turner. So, I mean, a lot to be proud of um, and a lot that I was impressed with. What about you, Grayson? I'm, I'm with you, Pat. Uh, there, there's so much that I liked about our offensive performance. They were cooking last night, man. And, and shout out to number three. Braxton Burmeister, I, I predicted in the West Coast report this past week that he would be under center. I, I, I just kind of figured I had a hunch. Uh, and he didn't miss a beat. He was the most comfortable I've ever seen him. He looked very comfortable in the Clemson game, which actually kind of surprised me given it's the Clemson Tigers. But next man up mentality comes in, crushes it. And I will say this. The thing I loved about this offensive performance was everyone who needed to be utilized this game was absolutely utilized. All the weapons were pulled out. All the stops were pulled out. You see big plays from Trey Turner, Jimmy Mitchell. I love that they call him Jimmy, so I'm going to call him Jimmy. Khalil Herbert. Wait, wait, wait. Is that Jimmy from Mountain Gap? Virginia, <laughs> Dude, Jimmy oh Mitchell. God. Oh, gosh, those comments. That's a different conversation. Anyway, Khalil Herbert, huge run, and, and I'm convinced. I mean, dude, he is the most talented running back that we've had since Ryan Williams or David Wilson, bar none, hands down. Sweet Feet Tay, huge game, touchdown. Shout out John Laser for dropping the Sweet Feet Tay. And, you, you know, all of these guys had plays that were instrumental in the victory. We didn't rely on a one-man band. Bill, you, you said last week, man, like, we got to we gotta run it to her. We're, we got to run it to Herbert. That's got to be the key. And it it was part of the key, but it was not the entire key as a collective. Uh, so, and, and, and all things considered, I was actually pleased with the play calling. I thought that Cornelson called a good game. Uh, we did what we had to do to win. Bill, any, any other comments on that, on that front? Absolutely. As I loved in the Clemson game, I loved the huddling and the motion that we did um, pre-snap. I love going into the huddle. We also saw some under center yesterday, uh, which you never see, uh, which which I enjoyed. Uh, I loved having the quarterback come to the sideline. I actually, I was talking to Matei about this on the phone 
Uh, I believe it was Thursday or Wednesday on one of my walks slash runs, run to Emerson and walk back. Um, but uh, I love having the quarterback come to the sideline, especially when uh, it's one of their first uh, one of their first games or, you know, they haven't started a whole bunch. Uh, so having Braxton come to the sideline, talk to the coaches, kind of tell them what he's seeing and everything. I love that. Um, we were nine for 16 on third down. Uh, we saw a lot more creativity on third down than we had seen throughout the entire year. Um, so I thought the third down conversions were huge, but this was the biggest thing for me. And to me, it was, to me, it was the turning point of the game. Um, you know, in, in the sons and daughters group chat, we go down, take the ball, get the ball first. We're fired up. Hey, tech's got the ball first. That's different. Let's go, go down, score. And, uh, first thing was said, UVA can't go down here and score a touchdown. They do. They have a 14-play, 75-yard drive, five minutes and 39 seconds. UVA marches right down the field, and you're just like, okay, don't love that. So we get the ball back, uh, and Tech has, to me, we didn't look back after this drive, a 17-play, 75-yard drive, seven minutes and 40 seconds, a great mix of run and pass uh, that ends in a touchdown. We were four for four on third down in that drive. We did have some adversity. We had to convert on a third and 10. Um, and then the rest of the game, uh, we, we just kind of took control from there. Um, so yeah, to your point, Grayson, I love the play calling, uh, from, from, from coach Cornelson for most of the game. Um, I loved how we utilized the motion. I thought the offensive line really dominated their front seven. Obviously UVA is really missing Snowden. Snowden is going to be playing on Sundays. He's an incredible player. Um, but it was more about what we were able to do versus what they were able to do. Uh, and we really controlled the football game, controlled the pace. Uh, and it was just fun. Like it was fun watching our offense play. It was fun watching our defense play. Um, and, uh, I, I, this is the, the most excited I am is to talk about this defense. And I think in large part, the defense set the tone for the offense throughout the entire football game. And Pat, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you start us off with what you liked about the defense. It wasn't much to dislike. I'll tell you that much. Uh, aside from that first drive, watching these guys fly around and come out super hot. Uh, that second quarter where um, we stopped them twice. We stopped them three and out and they punted a Mitchell. Mitchell had the muff punt and then we stopped them uh, they went three and out again and they missed a field goal. That was one of the, the game changing uh, performances. I would say if that, you know, if you want to call back the Pontiac game changing performance, but these guys were swarming all night. Brennan Armstrong was sacked four times and that's the most that a defense has gotten to him uh, all year in the games that he's been starting for UVA. Um, but guys were just out there having fun, having a good time playing their guts out. Uh, Amari Barno was just unbelievable. Dorian Strong had a nice pick. Um, you know, Hewitt was out there dancing around. Dax was fired up. Um, but those were some of the guys that, you know, I wanted to uh, to highlight here. And I know, uh, Bill, you have a couple here. Yeah, this to me uh, was, was, was my favorite game to watch. Uh, I really, really think that they just, again, set the tone. Jamari Connor, first and foremost, he didn't have one of those eye-popping statistical games uh, that we're typically used to out of him. Uh, if you look at the box score here, he had uh, he had five tackles, but he just he brought energy, and that kind of diffused across the entire um, the entire defensive backfield. Dorian Strong was fun to watch. Um, Divine Diablo was obviously awesome. Devin Taylor, um, everybody was just playing with juice, and that kind of spread throughout the entire defense. 
Um, and it really was about, wasn't about specific players. It was just about the damn unit, like tenacity, energy, swarming to the football, um, celebrating with your teammates. Um, if a tackle's made on the sideline, the whole sideline's getting excited about it. It was kind of like it took me back to the Duke game. It took me back to the excitement that we saw early on in the season. It took me back to, you know, the fire and the energy that we saw early in the season. And our defense just plays so much better when they're playing loose and they're playing with that excitement. Um, and it really, more than anything, and I've said this before, just gets me excited for the future of uh, of Coach Hamilton if he's still here is here in Virginia Tech, which I really hope hope and pull for because um, this unit faced with extreme uh, with extreme adversity and challenges that uh, are are unique uh, to our squad and some other teams are dealing with it as well. Um, but in terms of a new scheme and new players and new contributors, his ability to get these guys in the right position and have them playing with that much energy has been great. And um, you know, I think he's definitely trended up as the season gone has gone along. You know, defensively last night, those guys played with the intensity and fire of a mid-2000s Bud Foster defense. I was like, who, where did we get the time machine from? I feel like we went back in time. I mean, after that first drive, it was dog mentality all game long. And, and Pat, to your point, you know, you talked about when we muffed the punt, we could have easily folded on that drive and let – Armstrong, you know, walk into the end zone. They were very, very close there on our side of the field, but we we didn't even let Buddy misses the field goal. And shout out to Divine Diablo, one of the best games of his career, put the hit stick on number 99. I'll say this about that. I wish Lane Stadium would have been full. Oh my gosh, I wish Lane Stadium would have been full for that hit because that that hit is a vintage, cannot spell vintage without VT, pop of a hit like you would have the, the crowd would have in unison just ooh, like you know that would have happened and you could hear it on tv with the team Shamari connor had a huge hit bringing the intensity and coach ham really started to bring the heat on armstrong after that first drive they they thought there for a second oh yeah we're gonna march down the field on them all night psych and my favorite part my favorite part of the UVA game is always how chippy it gets. The defense, especially though, chirping like canaries all game long. You see Dax Hollifield, he's playing pissed off. Even when he's not on the field, Khalil Herbert runs down, he gets tackled out of bounds. And Dax, you just see him run into the shot and starts getting up in one of uh, one of UVA's defensive players' face and starts mouthing off at him. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. And then you'll see if I don't know if you guys noticed this on the Tavion Robinson touchdown, Dax points at both of the defenders who whiffed on the tackle. Like he points at both of them. So go back and watch that if you haven't seen that. I thought that was tremendous. But stellar defensive performance. Played played mean, played gritty, played pissed off. I love it. I absolutely love it. We got some fired up. Uh, we got some tear link on the sideline. Got some great shots, some uh, tap shots, which were great. With the gloves. Seeing them just getting excited. And for those of you that didn't know, Coach Tearlink apparently wore like this, uh, this like Christmas themed uh, candy cane Grinch uh, suit with a with a candy cane tie. If you guys haven't seen it, look for it. Uh, I'll try to get it on our social media. But uh, fantastic pregame attire uh, from Coach Tearlink. And and. Coach Foster was enjoying a nice, uh, looked like he was enjoying a nice bourbon from the skybox. Uh, got his feet kicked up in the skybox watching the game. So I'm glad Coach Foster was able to uh, to make it down and, uh, and watch the game as well. 
Did he tweet a picture? Is that how you saw I, it? I don't know if he tweeted it or something. It was on the uh, it was on the TL. He was definitely uh, definitely at the game, but um, but it was a great picture. We'll try to find it and get it back out there. <laughs> so uh, running over here to special teams, what we loved on special teams, got to kick things off here. Pun intended. Brian Johnson, man, he has proved his value week in and week out this year. You know, hitting his fifty plus field goals. Uh, this was his best game, and he did not even need to hit any 50-plusers to, to win us over. Um, four field goals for Brian Johnson from 30, 46, 47, and 47. Just uh, Sometimes you just need that field goal uh, to, to keep the momentum going. And Brian Johnson, man, automatic. Just Still automatic. Is. Fantastic Could, work. Couldn't be more happy for Brian Johnson, man. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. Um but it wasn't just that he was hitting the 47s. It was just like right off his foot. You're like, oh, that's cash money. No cash. problem. And before he was, I wasn't <laughs> trying to jinx him, but before we even, he even uh, kicked the ball, I would be on Twitter getting the gif ready because, you know, Hulu runs a little slow and I wanted to make sure I was on time. But no problem. Lining up in 47. I'm not worried at all. Um, but also shout out to Peter Moore. Freshman has to fill in on short yes. notice for, uh, for Oscar Bradburn with the hamstring injury. Um, but Oscar great holds all night long. Look, nobody likes going into a game and you know, you're missing someone on special teams. That is a mainstay and you know, weird stuff happens sometimes in special teams, but Peter Moore, bravo. Good job. Way to hold it down. That's a five-star right there. The five. That star. is true. That is true. <laughs> Sons of special teams. Um, so we're going to jump on over here to what we disliked. And that's going to start out with offense. I'm going to be honest. There was not, much to uh to dislike here from the offense other than you know there were probably three four five plays uh you know that that went uva's way they they completely read what was going on and ate our lunch one of them was the uh the double reverse and it was like from the get-go i think every single person in the stadium every single person watching at home knew exactly what was going on and it got completely blown up was it robinson who was on the carry there it was like a loss of seven or eight yeah i think it was uh i think it was robinson look i yeah i didn't have a ton of problems with what we did yesterday i didn't i just why are we running a double reverse up two scores in enemy territory i didn't i didn't love that um but uh look weren't gonna have a flawless a flawless called game um but uh yeah i um i would say that was the one thing and then other than that I think early in like the first quarter, I know on our first drive, we had a drive killing holding penalty on third down or something that got us in like third and 15. Um, I know that'll happen. It's just kind of happened so much this year that it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great call. It was was not a great, it was not a great call. That is true. They kind of did the, he kind of did the uh, turnaround and put your hands up in the air and hope that you get the call and the guy bailed him out. Uh, it just it gave me flashbacks from the rest of the year because we had so many of those you know drive killing penalties. Drive killing, you know, yeah. it was at the beginning of the game, and I was like, damn, like if, if this is you know if this is the business we're getting in, I'm not really I'm not really fired up about that. But alas, didn't see a ton of it. If this is the tone that is being set, no, I agree, Bill. Uh, honestly, guys, you know, usually I'm I'm the offense's biggest critic on here. Uh, my only critique that I really have is that we didn't score more points. Uh, it could, it could have been even more of a bloodbath IMO. Uh, and, and that's just out of the sheer satisfaction of man. It's, it's one thing to beat UVA. It's one thing to beat a team. It's one thing to beat the Cavaliers. That's always great, but to 
do what we did to them in 2016 when we beat them and, and we hang a 50 burger on them that there's no greater feeling. So I thought that's the direction that we were headed in when we put 27 points up in the first half. Uh, so in the second half would have liked to, to see the rhythm uh, continue at the pace it was rolling in the first half. Other than that, man, I mean, we, we won the football game. What more can you say? So rolling over to the defense here, some some gripes with the defense, and there weren't many of those either. Uh, I think we could add this to uh, what we liked about the defensive, of how we were able to adjust after that first drive, because that first drive was not good. <laughs> after that first drive, every single person was jumping on Twitter and blowing a gasket on Justin Hamilton and. And, you know, talking about how Hamilton shouldn't last, you know, after this game. And, uh, you know, Grayson, a Grayson-ism is they carved us up like a Christmas ham. And they were doing that. It was like a 14-play drive. They burned up the entire clock. And I think most of Virginia Tech fans watching the game were getting a little concerned. Might have been shaking in my boots a little bit. Um, but I, I think uh, I think the adjustments were definitely there. You know, I, I I agree, Pat. The slow start there on that on that first drive was not inspiring. I didn't feel good about that drive at all. Armstrong made us look a little silly. He made it look a little too easy, a little too quick. Obviously, that doesn't matter now. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I was worried. I was worried straight up. I, I thought, uh oh, you know, if this is what's going to happen, this could be. This is either going to become a shootout or they they might kick our ass. I mean, they might rack it up really, really quickly. Uh, so shout out to Coach Ham. Shout out to the fellas. They made the necessary adjustments. Uh, and after that, man, it, like we talked about earlier, it was gritty. We, we beat them down. Easy work. So as far as special teams goes, just two tiny critiques. Uh, first of all, the James Mitchell muff punt. We need to figure that out. We we definitely need to figure out having a guy back there that you know we can we can trust ten times out of ten, not nine out of ten. You know, over the course of this year, we have had James Mitchell back there, Tavion Robinson back there, Raheem Blackshear returning punts. Um, I think two or three others. Trey Turner, and then who else returned? Uh, who else was back there during the Pittsburgh game? Oh man, I kind of deleted the Pittsburgh game from my memory. Honestly, I really can't. Uh, I can't remember. Bottom line, let let's see some improvement in the uh, in the punt return game in 2021, uh, where there's you know going to be no holding of breath. We should say uh, when we're going out there to get the ball back, and then uh, wasn't sure if it was Brian Johnson or John Parker Romo on kickoff duty, but. Um, Late in the game, booted it out of bounds, gives UVA the ball at the 35. But, uh, you know, other than that, we're fine on special teams. So let's talk about this post game. The clock hits zero. The Virginia Tech players are all hyped up. They're ready. They're making their way towards midfield. They're saying, hey, hey, Frenchman, UVA, <laughs> come give us that cup, man. We need to wash it out. There's been Zima. There's been... Uh, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay just dumped and guzzled out of it for the last 380 days. Give it back, man. And then what happened, Bill? 
Well, then what happened? I mean, we a uh, little meeting, little meeting at midfield. Um, little emotions are obviously running high. Folks are excited. Um, big, big uh, state clash. And the ACC network and ACC form just completely drops the ball. Oh, you don't you mean to tell me there's some postgame festivities going on here? Let's kick it back to Mark Richt and Taj Boyd and talk uh, and talk with them. Come on. Come on. Give us the give us the tea. Give us the juice. Give us the excitement. There's nothing else on right now. What are we doing? Um, but let hey, look, fight. Let, I don't know about let them fight, but let's let's get some let's get some airtime. Let's get let's let's see what's going on here. Uh, that was some of the best uh, some of the best shots from what was it the 2014 game where everybody met at midfield? Yeah, it was 2014. Otuapuaka jumping up and down. <laughs> Otuapuaka jumping up and down. Uh, man, down memory uh, traveling down memory lane, but. Uh, but no, I mean, I was, I was just happy for the guys, man. And then, uh, you know, you had the awesome, you had the awesome locker room stuff, uh, on some of the, now look, gotta say not a huge fan of, uh, of, of like recording locker room stuff should be shared with, it should keep it in the family Roll with, Todd. <laughs> with, with that said, I did enjoy watching it. I did watch it. I did watch it the whole time to see the guys happy, to see the guys excited, to see the guys jumping around and loving on each other and everything. Like um, after such a challenging year, um, I know we've said it and we won't lament on this, but man, I would be a really, really bummed out camper uh, if this result went the other way, but it didn't. Uh, And it was great to see everybody celebrating in the locker room, coaches, staff, players, Um, man, it's a, it's a lovable team, man. Even though the 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 record didn't indicate kind of what we wanted, like really care about this team, really care about the senior this senior class, and um, man, it was it was fun to see. You know, I was talking earlier before the game, after the game, how we used to love taking that cup around uh, around downtown. As a fan going to the game, whether the games in Charlottesville, games in Blacksburg as a student, or uh, you know, a few years ago going and seeing where the cup would go. Looks like Jared Hewitt is uh, is the keeper of the cup right now. And he was bringing it around the locker room. He was bringing it around the facilities. We saw we saw Coach Tapp and Alex White get a nice picture with it. We saw Pete Morris get a nice picture with the cup. But when Hewitt had uh when Hewitt had the cup, put it on his Instagram story, I think, and was doing the uh, the Tom Brady Gronk uh, Bad Boys for Life song. We ain't going nowhere, and uh, and then <laughs> showed everyone the cup, and then put it back on him. Did the funny Tom Brady uh, grin, grin and giggle. Uh, so that was awesome. But yeah, man, watching those Instagram lives was pretty funny. I must say, I would have paid big money to be a fly on the wall in the locker room post game. No doubt, would have would have loved to have been there for that celebration, because uh, it just looked like they were having fun, man. And I, it, I was having fun. I, I, I wish that. Oh man, I wish there could have been fans in the stadium to see that, to, to see us get the cup back. And then, I mean that that is absolutely the most fun part about that game is if you're lucky enough to ever have the chance to be in downtown Blacksburg post game and the players are all down there and they're happy and they have the cup and they're passing the, Oh man, I just, uh, I'm ready for that vaccine y'all. <laughs> so we're going to talk about closing thoughts here presented by our friends at Uscape Apparel. Head on over to uscapeapparel.com. They're actually featured in 500 plus retail stores around the country. So they are in retail too, but uh, we'd like to talk about their online presence. 
rep your skyline. If you like repping Burris Hall, you like repping Lane Stadium, maybe some Blue Ridge Mountains, a little Torgerson Bridge action, a little bit of tie-dye, some fun colors. Kind of has like a, a Patagonia look sometimes, but uh, go ahead and check out Uscape Apparel. Uh, they have awesome and uh, incredible apparel for uh, Virginia Tech hats, sweatshirts, T-shirts. They got the crop top for the females, uh, but check out uscapeapparel.com. Use promo code Sons of Sat. 15% off your order. We know a lot of you listeners out there have not done all of your holiday shopping, all of your Christmas shopping. Get on there and, and buy something from Uscape, man. We got the uh, the Burris Hall crew neck. Grayson rocks it every single day. He's wearing it right now. Uscape apparel. Head on down there. Rep your skyline. We do giveaways every single week. Keep that in mind. Closing thoughts. It was a team win. It was a team win. These guys went out there. They battled for each other uh, from the moment the game kicked off to the final whistle. They knew what was at stake the entire game. They knew they wanted that cup back. And I- I'm, I'm so happy for everyone involved. Everybody showed out. Everybody had a great game and a great night. Um, getting through 11 games. If you would have told me that, you know, by December – 13th 2020 we would have actually achieved 11 games 11 uh 10 plus one in august when we were just like really hope we can play football this year i don't know if i would have believed you i really don't so uh just kind of looking back on this it's pretty impressive that uh you know we got through 11 games and only had one bye week uh towards the tail end so definitely was a little uh was surprised by that. Um, some other closing thoughts that I had in my, uh, you know, in my notes here is: Do we have a controversy for the quarterback position? QB one. Uh, Grant Watson asked a letter from the lunch pail about this. You know, Burmeister went out there. He balled out. He had the number one uh, PFF rating for all of quarterbacks in college football this week. Um, you know. Should he be our QB one moving forward? If we're playing a bowl game in a couple of weeks, is he the guy? Is Hooker dinged up? Um, I'm I'm definitely curious, and I also am curious what you guys you know would think of that. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm just not in the business in 2020 now to um, <laughs> to try to project things weeks in advance, just with how this season has gone and how everything else uh, has kind of played out. I think he played great. I think he played as well as he could. I think he built on last week. He, he improved upon a lot of the things that I thought were flaws in his game after watching him against UNC. Um, And uh, yeah, he's super athletic, um, has the ability to create, I don't know. Um, But uh, he played great. Um, I think if we were to play next week, he would definitely get the nod if he were to, we were to play seven days from now. You know, I I have a lot of love for Hen Boss, and you know, at the end of the day, I just hope that he's okay. Obviously, no one really knows the details of of his situation, so uh, I agree with Billy in that regard. We we play next Saturday. It's Burmeister under center all day, uh, and and maybe maybe going into the bowl game, you go assuming we we wind up in a bowl game. Uh, you go with the guy who's who's been cooking and has has been playing the most recent and that's that's bb so uh i i really don't know i'm i'm also not on the coaching staff so 
Uh, I love them. I love the guys equally. They both bring something very unique and special to the table. Uh, so I guess I'm not really at liberty to say, honestly. Yeah. And, and even just, you know, if you want to look at their records and you want to just see like, you know, who gives us the best opportunity to win just from the 2020, I mean, Burmeister is three and one hooker is two and five. Again, it is 2020 do what you want to do with that information. Um, but you know, we have been pretty impressed by Burmeister and in some of the games that he has played this year. Um, but I have some things I want to say about the Hokie club, but I'll save them to the end of closing thoughts. Cause I know that you guys have a couple of points you want to make specifically about the game. Sure. Um, I, you know, all I'll say is that this was the first game this season where I was truly proud across the board of our team, not just with the play, but with their tenacity, with their grit, they, they carried themselves with that, whatever it takes mentality uh, and I love the play calling on both sides of the ball uh, it was a wholesome victory in my opinion like I said I do wish we could have scored more, more points that's only because it's UVA but uh, with the way things have been going it would have been very very easy to roll over and die and last night showed that this team still has heart whether we like it or not uh, but I'm I'm just elated that that we won last evening this is gonna run a little long. I'm gonna need y'all to. I'm gonna need y'all to bear with me. Uh, last night was a feeling that we have all been waiting for for a really long time. Um, obviously, it's a big reason why we watch every Saturday to have that elated feeling to watch a team play inspired, excited, uh, and everything else. And I, I, I missed it so much. Uh, these past few weeks have just been really, really, really tough. Um, you know, results and just kind of seeing you know, the timeline and everything else that comes with going through a kind of a spiral off that. So, but this is a, this was an emotional, this is an emotional, uh, emotional group for me, man. Like, you know, a couple of guys that, that I just think about like Jared Hewitt, like Jared Hewitt, when he first visited, uh, he was considering Minnesota and Virginia tech. And I ended up hosting Hewitt, uh, on his first visit, had the opportunity to get him to, to know him really well, had the opportunity to get to know his family. Um, and, um, and I remember when he left, he was like, I love Virginia Tech. Like, I'm, I'm coming to Virginia Tech. And ever since, like, it's kind of been a joke. Like, best decision I ever made was coming here. Best decision I ever made was appreciate you showing me how special it is. There's no place like it. And it's crazy to think that here we are in December 2020, and he's getting ready to go off and, and enter the next phase of his life, uh, watching him, how he carried himself throughout the entire deal, leading this team, becoming a captain. Like, um, I'm just so proud of him. Um, and other guys like Oscar Bradburn. Uh, I remember his first day at Virginia Tech when he came over from Australia, uh, carving out a life for himself, getting to meet so many, you know, awesome people and, and, and approaching school the way he approached it and approaching, um, you know, being a student and being a great leader for this football team and doing everything that's ever been asked for him, uh, kind of carving out his own life. And I can't imagine going to another continent. Uh, and just, you know, going to school and, and going about doing anything that you need to do and, and making a life for yourself. And he's done it and he's only getting started. Um, you know, from everything that he's told me, he, he's interested in, in, in being here for forever, uh, getting citizenship, uh, getting a job, hopefully he gets a chance. I think he will get a really good chance to play here on Sundays. Um, I'm really excited about that or, um, you know, I promise I won't go through the whole list, but I mean, Terrell, Terrell Smith, the guy I've known for, man, I, well, 
Terrell Smith may be back next year. Who knows what's happening? He did the senior day thing again. Um, I played against him in high school. Um, just one of the most joyous, happy, uh, energetic, uh, and just great people to be around. Um, just a, a fun dude who uh, cares about people. Um, and, uh, man, I, I love that kid. Um, and has just been a staple on that Virginia Tech locker room. Divine Diablo, ultimate hokey, incredible human being, immense talent. Finally having that year. Every year it seemed like people were like, man, he would be awesome. He is awesome, but he's always he's always dinged up. And this year he was healthy and, and made an incredible impact on the field. Brian Johnson stepping in. Everybody had words about Brian Johnson. Everybody, We told him coming into the season, Brian Johnson has been incredible the back half of the season, and he definitely delivered this year. Um, but just hats off to all those seniors, man, for for pulling together and and – you know, not necessarily getting the wins and losses that we wanted, but I, man, I love this team tuned in every week and loved watching their energy, their excitement and excited to see what's next for them. Um, and seeing the locker room with the players and everybody just elated for one another was incredible. Uh, and I'll leave it on this. Like everybody knows kind of where I stand on this. Um, you know, you, you kind of look at the human, the human side of it. Uh, coach Fuente was, was quoted. I've, I've had 47, 47, coronavirus tests trey turner went 50 and 0 against uh against coronavirus tests and i had to go get one coronavirus test at the hospital had a nosebleed really negative customer experience patient experience uh did not enjoy it um but getting this season finished pat i'm so glad you brought this up and playing every game is an incredible accomplishment um and i really think big picture and we'll talk about this at the at the end of the podcast do changes need to come yes can things be better? Absolutely. Uh, the bar should not be winning your state rival game. And I've said it before, the bar should not be going to a bowl game. Um, whether we go or not, we'll be seen here soon. Um, but this team didn't quit on the season. Um, this team played emotionally, played together, didn't get the wins or losses we could. But I I, I support Coach Fuente. I love that coach. I, I love the staff that we have. You can tell that the, the players love them. Uh, and the post game interviews and everything else, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but I, I'm just for today on December 13th. I am so happy for the kids and so happy for the coaches. Uh, it feels good to be back in the W column uh, finally, finally after all this time. Thank you for that, Bill. And then um, I wanted to acknowledge something that I thought was pretty cool last night, and one of the first times we've really seen it come out. But we win the game at 11.06 or something around that, that time point. And, you know, I swear within 15 minutes, my email had a message from the Hokie Club. We saw Hokie Club on social media with an instant giving opportunity. With the outreach, they hit them. They hit us when we're happiest right after the game. We get the email. We get the tweet. And it says, and they got hey. my money and they got my money too. They got my money too. <laughs> say, yeah, they, they got my email. They got my Twitter. They got my money. Uh, it says make a $25 donation and you can get a Virginia tech Commonwealth cup magnet. It's a Commonwealth cup with a VT logo. And it says our state. And you also get a, uh, a cool phone background. I'm not hype about the phone background. I'm very hype about the, uh, can't the magnet. wait. I'm Can't very wait. hype about the magnet. The magnet, it's, it's very exciting. I jumped on this morning. I said, oh, I only have a couple more hours uh, to jump on this and uh, made that $25 donation. Goes to my uh, goes towards my 2021 Hokie Scholarship Fund donation. But uh, that was big time. 
Another thing that I saw from the Hokie Club uh, that recently came out, um, you know, they give you your 2020 giving statement. And then it says you have three options. One, you could renew. You could pay exactly what you paid last year. Two, you could go 110% Hokie, which is you pay 110% of your renewal. So your total 2020 Hokie scholarship fund gift plus 10%. And then the third one was cool, next level Hokie. It shows you how much you can give to jump to that next level. So if you're a orange and maroon Hokie to bronze, bronze to silver, platinum to diamond, et cetera, and kind of gives you, you know, that benchmark there. I thought that was awesome too, because it's important to, to kind of have your snapshot of what you've been given and have initiatives to, you know, churn some more money out of us. Cause that's the, it's one of the only, uh, the only ways we're going to get better here. I know it's just a small piece of the puzzle, but it is one of the most important pieces. Um, but I want to give hat, hats off to those guys who worked so hard this season. Um, Paul Torg texted me this morning. He was like, yeah, we spent all morning getting the, uh, getting the cutouts out of lane. <laughs> so I guess that was, uh, some of the hooky club folks job is to remove all those cutouts. I don't know how many cutouts there were, but hats off for all the fan cutouts, putting them out there, uh, getting them down there with the zip ties, the virtual sellouts. We sold out section five earlier in the year, uh, pledging dollars per touchdown, uh, was a very creative initiative as well. And, uh, you know, again, COVID really presented an opportunity for creativity and the folks over at the hooky club, you know, have done a great job. So, you know, what I want to say here to the folks who have joined the hooky club and the initiatives this fall in this challenging year, I want to say thank you for being a part of the solution. You know, when you are presented with an a issue, a challenge, you can either be a part of the problem and just complain, 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 or you can be a part of the solution. If you have not joined the Hokie Club yet, I challenge you with this question. Do you really bleed orange and maroon? So uh, after you've answered my rhetorical question, we're going to get over to word of the day presented by our friends down at Roots Blacksburg. We've been doing this Roots giveaway on Instagram. We did it on Twitter one week. Shout out Jeannie Barton. Jeannie Barton has won the Roots giveaway two weeks in a row. That's a lot of Roots cash. That's a lot of Roots bowls. And uh, shout out to Jeannie. But um, we love Roots. Roots Natural Kitchen. It's the healthy alternative. Get your Mediterranean bowls. Bill loves the El Jefe. The the Parmesan pesto one is one of my favorites. And uh, just healthy eating. Healthy eating, tasty eating. Uh, they have one in Richmond, they have one in Charlottesville, but we're talking about the new roots in Blacksburg, Virginia, over on Price's Fork in the in the uh, the Price's Fork shopping center. Jump on down there, download the roots application, use promo code Sons of Sat for 20% off of your roots natural kitchen order. My word of the day is duty. Davon Morgan came on here on this podcast last week and he said, Virginia Tech versus Virginia. This game is about us. This game is not about Virginia. This game is about Virginia Tech. It's our duty. We show up, we do our job, we win the game. It's in Virginia Tech's DNA to run that team from Charlottesville off the field. And that is exactly what we did last night. So, uh, duty, Grayson. 
I'm going to say respond. You know, Clemson beats us 45 to 10 last week. Uh, obviously, that's never an easy game. And then just last year, we lose the, the cup for the first time in 15 years. And we were down really bad after that. Uh, so for the players to come out and respond in, in the manner in which they did and say, you know, yeah, this season's hasn't gone our way really at all. Uh, and, and come out and say, Hey, nothing's changed. We run the Commonwealth. We're going to kick their ass and come out and do it and make good on that mentality. Uh, I really like the way that the, that the fellows responded last night, um, to, you know, people can say what they want about this season. Uh, we've had, we've, all of us have had our gripes, but we got the job done and that's, what's the most important Billy Ray. For me, it was elation. Just being happy for the first time in a long time. I haven't had this post-game happiness where all I want to do after the game is talk about it. Couldn't wait to press record after the podcast uh, or for the podcast after it was over. Um, was just really, uh, really excited for everybody. I want to feel like this more. I want to feel this way more. Um, we got to make that happen. So what's next? National signing day is right around the corner. We might go to a bowl game. There's a lot of talks about a buyout. Let's just talk. Uh, let's take this from the beginning here. 2020. We had a great day yesterday. Beating UVA should not be the ceiling and should never be the ceiling. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of people don't think that, but uh, a lot of people... Are there people that actually do think that? Uh complaints complacency is a thing. There are people that think that. I'm not i I'm not speaking for the entire fan base, but sure. I think I think there are some people out there who are just like, yeah, you know, we beat Virginia. And yep. you know, ca- yep. the ca- the casual fan, right? Yep. Um we had some we had some serious issues this year. And a lot is looming over these next 48 hours or, you know, what have you, maybe nothing's happening, but changes are going to have to be made in some capacities. And we've, we've been saying that the last few weeks and anticipate those changes. I I, I would say that uh, to the, to the fan base and, and, and the Twitter sphere is, you know, I, I think change is going to come I think that's inevitable. I'm not saying at what level or who, but it's it's necessary. Um, you know, last night, I think about this. Beating UVA, there's nothing like it. It's it's a time-honored tale. It's, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's the best. There is no greater feeling in the world than beating your rival, uh, especially when it's those guys. But that cannot act as a... I guess duct tape to hold this season together. This season, you zoom out as Pat always says, has not been good. Uh, th- there have been a lot of problems. There, are, we should not have lost to Liberty. We should have not have lost to Wake Forest. We shouldn't have lost to Miami. Really, we shouldn't have lost those three games. You know what? I'll give Clemson and UNC their credit. I think that they were the better teams. And on those days, they just played better than we did. Those two teams deserved to beat us. I don't think those other three did. And Pittsburgh, 
We shouldn't be losing to Pittsburgh either. That should just not happen. So I'm, I'm in the category who thinks that change is necessary uh, for, for the betterment, for the overall betterment of the program. Um, I cannot tell you who could do the job better. I don't have that answer for you right now. Um, but it's kind of scary because you think of everything seems right right now. Yeah, yeah. All, all the players are gassed. The coaches are gassed. It's it's merry and jolly, and and you see the video and the recap, and everything seems like it's good. But it it will be the same thing next year if no changes are made. We'll be playing to beat UVA, and then that's it. Uh, which is not how it should be. We should be competing at the highest level. We've been there before. We should compete for ACC titles. And realistically, down the line, we should be competing for national titles. We can be there. We've been there once. How do we get that? Realistically, yes. Yes. That should be the the bar. That should be what we are striving for, is to play for a national champion. You can strive for it. Can you call it realistic? At, at, At this present moment, no. Like I said, realistically, right now the the goal is the ACC championship. Right. That we we've got to get one of those before you take that next step. We almost got one in 2016, but right now Clemson is light years ahead of everyone else in the in the conference, uh, which is disheartening. But we used to be them. The road to the ACC championship used to be through Blacksburg, Virginia. And I, I think it can be again, uh, and I, I, that that should be the goal. I think right. I, I, that should be the goal. And if it's not, then then what are your expectations? I mean, we were conditioned in the last over the last seven or eight years to be complacent with winning six games and beating UVA. And I'm not I'm not cool with that. I'm just not. <laughs> After 2020, you look back at this, and the only real thing that we're going to hang our hat on here is winning that cup back. That game was supposed to happen on September 19th. We were supposed to get that cup back in September. Now all of us are kind of riding high right now, but you know some very important decisions might happen over the next few days. So it's interesting, you know, wh- what's going to give. You know, what's going to yeah. I know, Bill, you have a couple of things that you think need to be prioritized, you know, ASAP. And I completely agree with you here. Yeah. I mean, I guess before I say that, I would say, um, again, like this season didn't live up to expectations, but um, the, nothing this season, nothing this year lived up to expectations. Um, a lot of people preached about consistency being an issue this year. Well, this is the most inconsistent year in college football. Um, there are programs that struggled. There are programs that, um, saw huge issues, had problems. And, uh, to just kind of take this year and say, well, we shouldn't lose to Pittsburgh ever, or we shouldn't have lost this game versus we shouldn't have lost that, that game. I have a really hard time labeling this or evaluating this. Uh, I'm not even going to say I have a really hard time. There is no way that anyone should evaluate this year, um, on its face as you would evaluate any other year. Now, with that being said, there are things both predating the current administration and dating to the current administration that absolutely have to get better. 
first and foremost, recruiting absolutely has to get better. Um, and that's another reason why I'm so excited about the future of coach Hamilton, the future of coach, uh, tap tier link, all of them, um, it's just their personality and their energy and their familiarity, uh, more so tap and Hamilton with the state of Virginia is so exciting, but they haven't had the opportunity to get to these high schools. They haven't had the opportunity to build these relationships with these, uh, with these different coaches. Um, so that's one thing. And honestly, like PR, like, I think we have had constant disasters in PR. Uh, and I think that that's something that absolutely can get better. And a big part of that is something that fans and listeners have been asking for for such a long time is being able to feel like a part of the program, being able to uh, get insight into what's going on. And we saw some things getting creative at the beginning of the year with the hard hat series and uh, some of the stuff that our social media team has done. But um, it just needs it needs to be consistently better. We need to highlight some of the people that um, are on the team with magnetic personalities, uh, get them out with an opportunity to speak, look at some of the other accounts and the other teams and what they have done in terms of kind of giving a facelift to these different programs. You look at men's basketball, you look at women's lacrosse, they've done some really awesome things, women's basketball. Um, there have been some really cool things coming out of the athletic department in that regard. Um, I do think change. I do think there are some things that can get better. Um, I do believe, uh, that, whether how how you feel about this current coach and coaching staff it doesn't really matter uh when you kind of look at what options are available uh and what options are out there i love coach fu i'm obviously biased i you know i i have a tremendous amount of respect for him i think he's an unbelievable guy he's done a ton for me the players love him the players play hard for him um and uh you know i i hope that come come next week, we we get a vision out there, talk about the best way to improve this program and get better, um, whether that be through some sort of changes within the staff or, or, or something else. Um, but regardless, at the end of the day, like I said earlier, all I want to do is feel the way that I feel uh, now and after Saturday more often. Uh, all I want to do is win more football games. Um, and that's really all we really want. So whether we go in that direction or go in a different direction, we'll still press record. We'll still support our guys. We'll still look forward to next season. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of where I stand on that whole thing. I'm with you on the creative content thing. I think you're completely right as far as getting more people out there and putting this putting the spotlight, the camera on some of these guys on the team that have that magnetic personality. Hire more people in creative content. You know, hire more people in the recruiting staff, uh, which we are doing, which we are definitely doing. Uh, you mentioned the staff. Uh, I'm not sure if there's going to be a staff shakeup or not. And I would not be surprised if, you know, we have a new head coach later this week. I wouldn't be surprised about that either. I really am completely uncertain is the word. And I think that's what everyone's saying. There's rumors floating everywhere, but you know, I'm not going to believe one person over the other, you know, we're going to see what happens. And uh, you know, Mr. Babcock with Babcock is going to do what is best for Virginia tech and what is best uh, for this football program uh, here in the coming days. Um, so we will see and we'll have our fingers crossed and uh, we'll be excited either way. And we will support our guy, uh, whoever that may be uh, either way uh, moving forward here. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting time. You know uh, we saw what happened with Muschamp in South Carolina, Gus Malzahn got fired a couple hours ago, his buyouts, $21 million. Um, so 
you know, those schools are definitely, um, definitely jumping, jumping into that. But uh, we can jump into the letters from the lunch pail here presented by the Chesapeake center for complete dentistry. That game last night made us all smile, but so does going into John Cranham's dental practice in Chesapeake. That makes us smile too. head on down there. 50% 50% off your teeth bleaching if you tell them the Suns sent you. Pete McGee writes, how frustrating is it for y'all to have this team put together a complete game against UVA but unable to do it consistently? Is consistency more of a coaching issue or a player issue? Well, I just kind of spoke on this uh, on, on the Zoom out and kind of where do we go from here. Uh, Pete, Full transparency, man. It's it's very frustrating. It's very, very frustrating because the team that was on the field last night who beat UVA, I think that team beats Pittsburgh. And I think that team beats Liberty. And I think that team beats Miami. But that's not the team that played in any of those games. Uh, the, the consistency is where my biggest concern comes with this coaching staff. I think it's way more of a coaching issue than it is a a player issue. You've got to have your guys ready to go. And I'm not pointing the finger at, you know, uh, you know, coach Fuente, this is your fault. No, but I think it has a lot to do with the staff as a collective 150% across the board. I mean, being ready to play your opponent is on the coaching staff. Uh, And the players can only do but so much. They can only execute if you put them in the position to do so. Uh, And and so last night is great. Yeah, we get the Commonwealth Cup back, and we're all stoked about that. But that should be an afterthought. Uh, And and going forward – Virginia Tech, I mean, has never really been a consistent football team. Not recently, anyhow. So, it's very frustrating, honestly, because you look at last night and you think, what could have been in those other games? Why Why aren't we playing like this all the time? It's impossible not to watch last night's game and and play the what-if game. Um, in a, like I said earlier, though, in a year of, you know, Complete inconsistency, players in, players out. I know every I know every team's dealing with it. That's fine. Well, there are programs that have been really good programs for 10, 15 years that have really struggled this year. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard not to look back and uh and say what if. I think um I think that's definitely gonna be a huge challenge and something that we need to that we that we need to improve um with whoever is uh whoever's got the head whistle. Um, next question from Bonj B or VT. Who's the next big time player on defense? Gonna miss Diablo. Uh, I mean, Amari Barno is kind of yeah. already a big time player. Yeah. Um, I love Barno, man. I love <laughs> Barno. Um, I'm really excited about this young, this young secondary. Uh, we finally got Amari Chat, Armani Chapman back. I'm excited to see him playing. But uh, you look at Taylor. You look at Strong. You look at uh, um, you look at Car. Yeah, Connor. Um, there are a lot of dudes. And Robert Wooten got a whole bunch of snaps the other night. So we saw a bunch of young guys really contributing this year. So uh, excited to see um, excited to see what happens here. Next question 
from BK19. I wonder if that's in a, a, a hat tip to Burger King. We know how I feel about Burger King. BK19, which bowl game possible matchup would benefit the program? I don't – this is off-brand for me. This is off-brand. Go ahead. I don't think a bowl game would benefit the program right now. I think, I think we won, move forward, uh, let's play basketball, and let's 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 go out on a, a bit of a high note here. I don't think uh, to to go on the corporate America thing. I don't think it's fair that these massive Fortune 500 companies have sent all of their employees home to keep them safe. But then, oh, by the way, we're going to bust in all of these 18 and 24 year olds, have them stay in a hotel and hit each other and then do this so that we can bring in money. I have a serious problem with that. It's always been a money grab, but in 2020, it has been the largest of money grabs. So from a, uh, that's my, that's my standpoint on the whole thing. I think the players should vote on it, have their own opinion. Um, but I think that this is as high as it gets. I'd love to hear y'all's opinions. I have a zag. Um, Today or yesterday or whenever it was, Burmeister and Brock were like, give us a bowl game. I think Herbert said the exact same thing. But the question was, which bowl game would benefit the program? And not, should we go to a bowl game or not, Bill? And Fair, for me, fair. For me, I've been seeing I, – I saw this tossed around. I saw potential Dukes-Mayo Bowl. That's the, uh, the former Belk Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina – versus a Big Ten opponent, possibly Wisconsin, possibly Penn State. If we got to play Penn State in a bowl game, the September 12th, the September 12th matchup that never was, but actually will occur in my favorite city, Charlotte, in the Duke's Mayo Classic. I mean, give me that game. Let's give me beat, that. Let, let, let's take this momentum that we just had from last night, carry that over into a a beatdown of Penn State. That would be so good for uh for the 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 vibes of the program but also very good for recruiting as well i i'm all in on the play penn state in a bowl game uh train sign me up and hey if the players want to do it i'm down let me just say that if the players want to play i want them to play Sure. It was more so I'm just mad at corporate right. America for trying to, you know, get, act like where you want to put this on for the players. Like also if you think so valid. You think it's yeah. too dangerous for your employees, but it's fine for, you know, 22, 24 year old kids like come on or 26 year old kids. However yeah. old uh, our guy uh, Justice Reed is. I don't know. <laughs> OK, uh, this next question was asked by BK19. What are the needs in recruiting? There's one answer for this question. There's one answer to me. We have to hit the portal for defensive tackles. Defensive tackle to me is the most important, uh, the most important uh, position right now. Finding guys with size uh, kind of bolster that position group. I think, especially given coach uh, coach Hamilton's scheme, got to kind of get some bigger guys in the fold. That'll be important. May see some turnover in the offensive line room. Who knows about that? And wide receiver, please find us some size. Find us some guys that can get open. Need some help in the wide receiver room. 110%. What are the needs in recruiting? Well, you know, <laughs> I'll say this. We need a bigger, bigger recruiting staff. Yeah. That's that's what we need. Uh, we we, we got to get some 
get some people some help in there. The fact that Liberty has a bigger recruiting staff than we do is ridiculous. I did not know that. Absolutely. Yeah, infuriating. <laughs> like, if that does not put your blood on the stove in the pot, you turn the heat up to high, that does not make your blood boil. I don't know what will. You know, I agree. Defensive tackle. That's defensive defensive tackle, defensive end. We need some big boys. Give me some more Tim Settle type of build guys to clog up the middle. But, I mean, really, to start is a, is a bigger recruiting staff. Okie Bird fan page, which one of the seniors will be most missed most net will be most missed most missed? Is it missed oh, most or it, most it, missed? Missed the most. That's a that's a that's a tongue that's a tongue twister there, Hokie Bird fan page. Which of the seniors will be most missed next year? And who has the best chance of filling their spot? I don't know, man. We got a lot of seniors I really like. Um that are departing. Pat, I might be trend treading on your on your territory here. I'm really going to miss Khalil Herbert, but my guy, Jalen Holston, but your guy, Jalen Holston looked awesome against Virginia. Um, so, I mean, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go there. I'll say I'm really going to miss Khalil Herbert. If he does decide to leave, if he does still waiting on official word from, from Mr. Herbert, fully you're dreaming, you're dreaming, fully anticipate <laughs> him dreaming. leaving anyway. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see uh, if Jalen Holston uh, steps up and takes, uh, takes the reins there. You know, I, I I really I'm gonna miss all of these guys, man. You know, Divine Diablo. I remember when he came in and he was gonna play wide receiver, and then they 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 moved him to safety, and he balled out in the West Virginia game. And you're like, dang, man, this this kid could be really really good. And then his career, you know, I don't want to say it was plagued by injuries, but he was dinged up a lot, like we talked about. Uh, Jared Hewitt, big personality guy. Just uh, plays with a lot of intensity. Obviously going to miss him. Kind of was the bell cow on this team. Uh, and then Oscar, you know, got, got, got to love Oscar Bradburn. He's the man. Uh, feels like he's been in the program forever now, too. And just his whole story about coming over from Australia. I, I think he's really is one of the better punters that Virginia Tech has ever had uh, in, in recent memory. So, uh, you know, across the board, going to miss all these guys. They've all been leaders on this on this football team, and so it's definitely the end of an era uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, as far as replacements, um, I'm excited to see if Keonta Jenkins can kind of be that next guy. I know we saw a lot of him early in the season, uh, and this is to replace Diablo. Um, early in the season, he got a lot of burn and then, you know, was battling some injuries. But, um, you know, we're going to have him back next year. This is a free year. So, uh, you know, he's coming in next year as a true freshman. He's going to get some time uh, in the weight room and uh, a lot of time to to sharpen his craft. But I, I'm pumped to see uh, Keonta Jenkins fill in for Diablo. And I'm definitely going to miss Diablo most on the defense. Let's move right along to Sharky's shout-outs, brought to you by Sharky's Bar and Grill. Obviously, it's where good friends go. Fantastic food, fantastic drink, fantastic people. We love shout-outs. Uh, Pat, you have a great shout-out that I'm going to piggy- piggyback right on top of, so why don't you go ahead and uh, and take it away? I got to give major props to the folks who were able to make this season happen 
we were all fired up because we thought we weren't going to get a season. So not fired up in a good way. And here we are, 11 games, five and six. Not what we want, not what we wanted, but uh, I will say better than nothing. And the players, the coaches, the doctors, the medical staff administering 50 tests for Trey Turner. Shout out to Trey for going 50 and 0. Uh, the tutors and academic advisors, the grounds crew, folks in Hokie Vision. Shout out to everybody for going 50 and 0 too. Trey, they weren't. It wasn't the Trey Turner show down at the uh, at the COVID facility. But shout out <laughs> to everybody for the for the nose probery. Uh, the equipment staff, Hokie Vision. All the folks in the Hokie Club, all the folks in Game Day Ops, uh, Mikey, Burnup, John, Laser, and uh, I know I'm forgetting a lot of folks out there. Luther Maddie, Luther Maddie was giving us the uh, the good uh, the good updates last night from the stands. But also Condoleezza Rice gives us that love on College Game Day. Vatek, Vatek. They, you know, she she bats lead off here, and she's like, you know, Vatek. I'm all over Va Tech. They just got a better program than Liberty, or uh, not Liberty, UVA. Va Tech. She said Va Tech like twice in four seconds. Why does um, everyone hate Va Tech? Just, just real quick. Uh, why do you guys get angered by that? I really I don't, don't. I don't hate it, but it just it doesn't really roll off the tongue. You know, it's it's not it's not pleasing it's, to the ears. I mean, Virginia Tech doesn't roll off the tongue either. It's dude, don't do that. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not like it's not like it's it's an albatross. I don't know. No, it doesn't I'm not. Bother I'm not saying I hate Vodtech, but when I hear people say Vodtech, it kind of just you kind of just get the idea that they never they didn't grow up knowing someone uh, who was a Hokie or it's not endearing. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's derogatory, but it's definitely not like it doesn't give me that warm and it's not Vtech. It's not Vtech. I don't like Vtech. I mean, Vtech's not as bad as Vodtech. I just think oh. You know, you think VTech is not as bad? No, Vitek is definitely worse. They're all kind of the same to me. I think VTech is worse. I think that's VTech a good point, though. Worse. That's a good point, though, Pat. It's like you hear that and you know that that person isn't uh, has no connections. Yeah, to, uh, exactly. to, to being a hokey, like, and that pisses me off. <laughs> well, but, I definitely not, hate VTech more. All right, all right. Well, we're not talking about VTech. Um, Condoleezza. All right, all right, all right, Spice Master Flex. I'm sorry for <laughs> Condoleezza Rice gets a positive shout out about that because uh, she made the right pick, and the folks who get paid to do it did not. Uh, my last shout out: rate, review, subscribe. Merry Christmas, go Hokies! What do you guys have to shout out? Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to you guys. We made it through the regular season. That's this what a what a ride this has been. Uh, it's kind of sad to think about. You know, we won't be doing uh, game recaps uh, anymore going forward. If unless obviously we go to a bowl game. But man, just shout out to my family. Good lord, I cannot wait to see you guys. Uh, I, I fly home to Virginia on Friday, direct from LAX. I, oh my gosh, I can't wait. So, Bill, take us home, man. Man, shout out to the listeners for all the questions, all the hate, all the love, all the everything. Football season is just more fun. Uh, it's been a ton, it's been a ton of fun. Season two, on, guys, we've done two seasons of podcasting post football games. Two seasons. That's a long time. Um, looking forward to everything to come. Looking forward to check out all the awesome writing over at the sons of Saturday.com. Our boy Hayden's doing some work under the hood. Some improvements coming to the website to the Woo. dot. Some improvements coming to the dot com. So check those out. Um, but to everybody, 
stay tuned. Season isn't ending. Pat's got one more thing. He's raising his hand, so I'm going to pass it to him. Don't know what it is. It's a surprise. Drum roll, please. Uh, go check out sonsofsaturday.com's website where we have merchandise of Suns gear. Go get yourself a, a Cold Drinks waiting hat or a, uh, a Suns sweatshirt. They got there new stuff go. on there. We did. Uh, we got the National Pod. We got Notre Dame stuff on there. It's cool. And uh, buyers, you know, buy it for someone special. Buy it for someone special. This is Billy Ray Mitchell, Grayson Wimbish from Los Angeles, California, Pat Finn from New Jersey as well. We hope that everybody's having a great week and the Commonwealth Cup is home where it belongs. Right.